The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Shot to the chest and ready We are back, baby. That's right. This is episode two of Shop to the Chest Radio. Woo! And our woos today are going out to a Miss Hai Yun who jumps in the podcast arena with us today. We're hearing about her journeys to Japan. We're hearing about how she got started in this crazy business of wrestling and her spot in reality of wrestling. A little comeback from last week's episode, if you heard from Mr. Kevin Bernhardt kind of telling her story and what she's doing now. We wanted to grab a hold and hear everything she's doing. The girl is passionate and is changing wrestling forever. That's right, you heard me. She is changing wrestling forever giving back to the community, and that's what we love. It is me, Chevy Chavria, the excellence of podcast execution, and our boy, Mr. 409, Nate Laws, definitely in the building. Sadly, El Guaps could not make this podcast, but he returns next show with La Familia. That's Diego de la Cruz and Jonathan Vega. We have them in the house. Presente, baby. Presente. But right now, the renaissance woman of reality of wrestling, Miss Hi, Yun. Check it out, baby. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. We are back at Reality of Wrestling, the World Gym Arena. We are recording. It is Chop to the Chest Radio, baby. Woo! I am here always with my boy, Mr. Nate Laws, Mr. 409 in the building. We have a very special guest. I'm going to throw it to my mans and let him introduce our special guest. Man, first and foremost, man, you already took the spot. You know 409 all definitely in the building, but uh, we got a special guest, an awesome guest. Matter of fact, I'm so nervous right now because I want to get her name right because if I don't get it right, she's going to smack you me. You are sitting me. close, baby. Yes, you I are have sitting seen close. it. You're right. Uh, reality of wrestling, I have seen her smack a few people, so let me get it right. Mrs. Hi Yan. Yes. Hi Yan. <laughs> Give hey. it up for her. Never we have been. Um, I've been scoping the reality of wrestling locker rooms, asking questions. That sounded creepy. I'm not in the reality of wrestling locker rooms, just scoping out. I've been, I've been hitting some dudes up that I know. Um, and your name is on fire right now. Is Everybody's it? Been, <laughs> been talking about you. Um, fresh back from Japan. Mm-hmm. We'll jump into that in a few. Um, and everybody that I talk to, and I don't know how this makes you feel, the almost every time they tell me, locker room leader. Really? Yeah, every yeah. time. <laughs> oh, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, we've been hearing some great stuff. We're fresh off. This is our second episode of Chop to the Chest um, radio of this season, yes. right? We had a few seasons, had stops. Now we're back, back with the vengeance, baby. Um, last uh, episode one, we had Mr. Kevin Bernhardt on. And you said you listened. I did. And he spoke a lot about you, mm-hmm. and you being fired, <laughs> and uh, coming back on. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it back. First of all, let's just introduce yourself to the people. What do you do? What are you about? How'd you get here? Let's talk. Okay, my name is Hyon. I'm from Houston, Texas. I train with Booker T at Reality of Wrestling, and I've done so pretty much my whole five years that I've been doing this wrestling thing. Um, I just came back from Japan maybe a couple 
a month ago, maybe? Maybe. maybe. It's coming up on like a month. Um, so I'm still trying to get used to things. Right. Um, You're like, you want to be back in Japan right now? I actually really do miss it. I see oh. you. I follow you on social media, and I can tell your heart's there. There's a piece of your heart that's never coming back. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's there. Um, we're going to jump into that. Let's start, let's start from the beginning. Let me tell you this. You are the second solo female guest that we've had. I had one that was like a tag team situation from oh, Australia, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. but you're the second one, and the first one we had. Is now signed to AEW. I'm just saying you have good odds. Oh, Chop yeah. Chess Radio. That's it, baby. That's it's, it. It's, it's, oh, yeah. If I don't know. get signed tomorrow, I'm calling you. Guys. I know. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. You got to keep the odds up. I'm nervous right we're, now. We're, <laughs> one, okay. we're one for one so far. Okay. So Dope. the beginning. What in the heck made made you want to jump in this crazy world of wrestling? I would have always been a wrestling fan growing up. That's something that like me and my family would do together. Watch TV. Um, to just like go and join a school, I honestly can't just like tell you what it was. Like I just I remember I went to Christmas Chaos as um, a fan. As a fan. Okay. As a fan. And what Christmas Chaos was it? Who do you remember some of the matches? Who the main one that stood out to you? I remember. I believe I could be wrong because it was a while ago. I hear you. Um, I remember it was a cage match with Pride and Gustavo. Oh okay. And Booker and Stevie and the Usos were there. Okay. I remember that. And so uh, they were doing like a meet and greet with Book and Stevie after the show. So I went to do that and I like went to go take a picture with him. I remember I was so nervous that my hand was like literally shaking trying to take a photo of like Book and Stevie. And so afterwards, I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to be a wrestler, but I never really knew like. Yeah. It's not like you fill out like a job and, application. And, you know, you know, thing, and not, you know? not being sexist or whatever. Like back then, too, like female wrestling wasn't even. And now it's, it's not even, um, and Kylie Ray would always get mad when we're talking. She's like, why can't you just say wrestler? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, why does yeah. it have to be? And I totally understand that. But, I mean, it's easy for a, a, a guy to be, I'm going to be a wrestler. You see so much, but nobody thinks, like, how, I don't even say harder it is as, as, a, as a female to break into the business and to even think, like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Because the percentage of female wrestlers versus male wrestlers is way lower, I would say. But take the note. She so, said that she didn't want, it wouldn't be a diva. Yeah. You know, management. She wants to be a wrestler. That's right. So that definitely sets her apart, right? Yeah. Well, sure. when I was growing up, I didn't I didn't care for the girls' matches. No. I didn't watch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had my favorites, but I didn't right. care. Let's too talk. Much. Who were your favorite, some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? Female, male, whatever. Uh, probably Kurt Angle was definitely one of my favorites. Yes. Chris Jericho. I heard you were a Jericho fan. I love Chris Jericho. That was word on the street. That was your favorite wrestler of all time. He is. He is. Awesome. He is. Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Eddie, those were kind of like the big guys. And John Cena. I had like the biggest crush on John Cena growing up. Oh, man. Was it like Thug? Was it it Thugonomics John Cena? Oh, (laughs) so you got a little Thug in you, huh? You like like them bad boys. I I had the biggest crush on him. And then I saw when Total Divas came on, then I saw Nikki Bella was dating him. I was like, oh, she won. Right. (laughs) I'll take the L. Right. Hey, but I I hear she didn't win. I heard at the end of the day. No, she didn't. She took the L just like I did. Yeah. I like that. Total Divas. Um, I know just it's so funny being wrestling fans. Total Diva came out. Like, every single guy tried to deny that they watched it. But then after a while, after a few seasons, they were about that life. You know, I watched it. My wife, actually, that's the closest she got to enjoying wrestling, was watching Total Divas. So um, I was pretty excited about that. We're back on your journey. <laughs> after, a t- after this break from Total Divas. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so I didn't ever want to be, like, the girls on the show. Mm-hmm. That just didn't appeal to me. 
And so after the meet and greet, I asked Book, I was like, so how do I like do this? And he was just like, join my school. I was like, okay. That was a good book impression, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that I do it, and he's Everybody sitting right next it. to me, and I will do an impression of him to him. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. What does he say? Has he ever said anything? I don't think he's caught it yet, <laughs> but I'm, I'm probably like going to get in trouble one right. day. Well, I, I was he's next door, so I was, he might uh, catch you. I'm a barber, and I was, I was cutting actually Clay Roberts' hair, who's a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, right before we got over here, and he did a Booker, like spot on, other than Clay Roberts' is, does look nothing like Booker. Um, it was just funny. It came. I was like... So every single every single row guy has a has booker, a booker impression. impression. <laughs> Everyone. So hey, I love Ryan it. Ryan Davis is, is is amazing. Right. Should hear it. We should we should just record them doing Booker and then put out a whole a podcast of, of row wrestlers doing Booker. We should oh. like oh, a that compilation. Would be, that would be good. Yeah. A compilation of Booker King. <laughs> yeah. So I asked him how to do. He said join my school. They ended up having um, maybe like a month later a fantasy camp which okay. they do pretty regularly now, right, right, right. but this was the very very first one and you were proud of the fantasy camp I was a part of the first fantasy camp yeah awesome awesome Ducky as well we had just yeah, we, we recorded with with Familia recently Ooh. and they uh, uh, of Diego Diego De La Cruz <laughs> I did it like seven times on there um, and he uh, yeah he was part of the fan. he like had the list of the fantasy camp man those fantasy camps are, are awesome yeah so I did so. that one I really enjoyed it I really 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 enjoyed it so I was like all right, so I'm going to do it now. And I was in a sorority at the University of Houston at the time. I quit that. Dude, dude you got a chant? Do it. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I was so she jumps up like, ba, ba, da, da, da. I don't know That's what exactly they do. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I could pay 150 bucks a month to be here or pay it to do what I actually want to do. So I quit that, and then I started training. That's beautiful. So from sorority... To the top rope, I like that. Yeah, yep. So let's talk about fantasy camp. Your first time in, mm-hmm. what did you think? What were you feeling? What was going through your head? I was. Did you take a bump the first day? I took a baby bump. Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it was a lot of fun. Um, Shelton Benjamin was at the very first fantasy camp there too, um, so it was just wild. I was just kind of just wide-eyed the whole time like oh this is so cool like everything they were teaching us I was like this is so cool and I liked it so much that I was like I have to do this more so let's take it back when you're in the sorority everybody's you know I don't really know what I've never been in a sorority but I'm guessing a bunch of bunch of girls chipper drama fighting da 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 and deep down inside you're like this wrestling fan Mm -hmm. you're ready to drop kick all these girls in your sorority and now you've found a way to channel that energy um, and so we said, we said, Angle, Jericho, let's talk old school wrestling. Do you remember anything in your life that like sparked that? Um, Christmas Chaos, you were there, but mm-hmm. what got before that on TV? Do you remember matches or something that really inspired you as a kid <laughs> to rem- be like, I'm going to do that? I don't remember necessarily like what made like the moment, but I remember the first time I ever saw wrestling and I didn't know it was wrestling at the time. So um, my mom was working at this school, elementary school, and they had... They had, like, this after-school function for, like, Girl Scouts or something. So I had to stay after with my mom um, while that was going on. They had, like, a little TV in, like, the break room. So I turned it on, and I was flipping through the channels, and then I see at the time it was it was probably it was it was WCW and it was Sting but at the time okay. i didn't know that's what it was yeah. mm-hmm. i saw it and i was thinking of the band kiss okay and i saw sting and i was like what is that band doing like <laughs> right, right, i right. thought it was kiss i didn't understand i was like this is so weird how old were you feel at that time i was probably like 6 
Okay. That's ooh, back. Ooh, that's man. back. Made me feel a little, ooh. Oh, you old, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't really know what it was. And then I went with my cousin Johnny. He's like three years older than me. Shout out, Cousin Johnny. In, Johnny's in the, the whole reason I have a personality. Boom. Big ups to Johnny. Shit for him. Look at Johnny, creative. Yes, creative. he's creative. <laughs> and so he, he, I went to his house and he was like, oh, I got to show you this. And I was like, okay, cool. And he shows me wrestling and I was like, oh, that's what I was watching the other day. And then I actually stayed and watched the whole, it was WWF at the time. It wasn't WCW, but I watched the whole thing and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I remember I was at my grandpa, grandpa's house, and we're flipping through the channels. I was like, oh, let's watch wrestling. And my grandpa's like, what you know about wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> Houston old men know oh, yeah. about wrestling. Houston grandparents know about wrestling. Most definitely. Paul Bosch. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Oh, my dad's not listening to this. My mom, uh, she, used to, she used to think uh, uh, Wahoo McDaniel was cute. She used to oh. tell me that Wahoo McDaniel so cute. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. And so then I kind of found out from watching him with my grandpa that the first time, like everyone in my family has has been watching wrestling and then it just became this thing that we would just all do together has your grandpa ever seen you wrestle no he passed away before i had my first match but my first match was on his birthday that's awesome that's awesome um so we're there you're seeing sting and then as a kid in this wwf uh the show that you're watching with your grandpa do you remember anybody standing out do you remember seeing anything that really um, I remember Rey Mysterio the most because he had like the most colorful. Right, and still to this day, yeah. WWE Rey Mysterio back then still. And even then, like some of the best costumes in the game. We didn't mm-hmm. have like cable TV yeah. at the oh, time, I feel um, you. and SmackDown was I think it was like UPN. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the channel, mm-hmm. and so we didn't have cable, so that's what we always watched. And he was always on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday night. Was it baby. the Fist? Yes. Yeah, it was the, the fist. fist. Yes. Thursday nights, baby. Yes, World of the Street is trying to bring that back. They're trying to bring a set much like that. I that. hope so. I do, too. But Have its own personality. My my mom's side of the family is Mexican. I'm half Mexican. Okay. And they, um, my grandpa used to watch like the Lucha Libre right. shows awesome. and Juarez. What's your other half? Dominican. Okay. So they, um, explains, so we naturally That gravitated. explains all the fire in the ring. That explains yes. so much. Yes. Yeah, so that's what yeah. we naturally gravitated towards Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I feel that. that. Okay, so so you're, you're you're hype on wrestling. You get in the sororities. Do, do these people around you? Did you talk about it with anybody, or were you like a closet wrestling fan? Because there was a time when it wasn't cool to be a wrestling. I was fan. a closet like, wrestling. Fan, like you were, sure. you know, you couldn't you couldn't just you know wear the t-shirt it got real cool degeneration x nwo and then that dropped off and there was that whole john cena era of the the what is it ruthless aggression era where it was kind of like yeah you know and people weren't really really out there sporting so um it's very cool what what really snapped in you that you said i don't care what anybody thinks i'm doing this thing um i think it was just a matter of just growing up just being like you gotta do just what makes you happy like what you like who cares what other people think do you talk to any sorority girls anymore um, no. <laughs> right. We had this one girl who came and trained here for a little bit. Her name was Jada. Um, and she was in the same sorority that I was in. Um, and we both ended up quitting <laughs> and started doing this. That's awesome. At different times. I like that it's kind of like the movie Fight Club, mm-hmm. where you're like, look, I'm a member. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've ever seen that, but um, that's awesome. Yeah. And so we're here. Let's talk about your, 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 first of all, so you've been wrestling how long? Five years. Five years. And you recently 
let's let's talk about that journey. If you listen to our Kevin podcast, how long were you here at Reality Wrestling before you were no longer here? <laughs> uh, maybe a half. Tell yeah. me, tell me that story. So you were wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it? Good, bad? It was good. I liked it. First match. Who was your opponent? Um, so my first match was the Battle Royal at the okay. first Summer Champions. Okay. I was first one eliminated. Okay. <laughs> um, my first match match was, it wasn't for Reality Wrestling. It was, I don't even remember the name of the company. It was okay. somewhere in Alice, Texas. It was Ooh. awful. So even though you were with Reality Wrestling, you were already starting to venture out before you even yeah. got a match in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I had this, my first match was just awful. Um... And then started slowly working other places. My first match with Reality Wrestling was against Ivory Robin. Okay. And we had a house show in Spring, Texas. I didn't know y'all did house shows. I hadn't seen that. We did for a little bit. We were were going to Spring. We had shows in Nacogdoches. Okay. And then, um, yeah. And uh, so you're, you're in Reality Wrestling. And what's your thought process? Let's just, let's just cut, let's cut a little bit to the chase. So you're here, um, and I love a great redemption story. I love uh, that they let you go, because let's hear your end of the story. Well, actually, I wasn't let go. I okay. quit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here we go. Starting starting the mess. That's my job. That's what I do. I'm out. So, okay, boom. Um, at the time, I'll be... At the time, I wasn't happy yeah. here. There's a lot of stuff going on. Not just in wrestling, but, like, in my personal life. That's usually the case. Like, so I wasn't having a good time when right. I was coming and training. Um, and I just kind of wanted a break from it all, honestly. Um, I'm sure if I would have stayed, I would have gotten kicked out. But I right. do remember I called Booker, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I want to have fun, and this isn't fun for me right now. And what did Booker say to you? He was just like, okay, do your thing. Yeah. I understand. And that, that was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. And so how long was it before that happened in your career, we'll say? You're already in the matches. You're already on shows. That's probably a, about a year and a half okay. of training, being here. Yeah. In there. And so what really um, changed in you that brought you back to reality wrestling? Um, so I was gone. Were you still wrestling other promotions? Yes. Okay. I was gone for a while. Um, I ended up do. I got, like, an email from WWE to come in and do extra work okay. um, when they came to Toyota Center. So I did that. Who, who, what'd you do? I wrestled Naya. <laughs> oh, 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 I remember, I remember that. that. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Was it really wrestling? Or she just... I bumped, so yes. I'm yeah, 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 she took it. Um, let's talk about that, man. You're walking in Toyota Center first, you, you, you're first time in WWE, I'm guessing. That was my second time. Second time, second okay. Time, yeah. What was the first one? Um, it was after the first Summer of Champions, and I was a rosebud for Adam Rose. How was that? That was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I believe it was. What I was you wear? Um, I wore... I wore a dress with, like, some random, like, props Very on cool. it. Like, Very a hat cool. and random stuff, yeah. <laughs> so, coming into this whole thing, mm-hmm. I always like to hear this. The first time, even as a rosebud, coming into that type of environment, that type of arena, what was running through your head? What did you feel? What did you think? I was so nervous, but I was also like, it was a big motivator. I was like, I want to be here. Yeah, yeah. This is what I want to do. Like, it kind of just affirmed, like, what I was already wanting to do. And what's the difference between being in a WWE arena and, and out here at Reality Wrestling? Honestly, there's not really a big difference. 
You would think, awesome. I mean, it's a bigger arena. Yeah. But the pressure of being on TV and having people from WWE watching you, it's the same thing here because we're taping for a TV show. Right. We have a two-time Hall of Famer watching you. You know, it's the same amount of, for me, it was like the same amount of nerves and pressure that come yeah. with it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Chop to the Chest Radio. You're hearing amazing stories from these amazing performers. You're thinking to yourself, I've always wanted to do that. And now you can. Check out realityofwrestling.com and get information on the Reality of Wrestling Training School. Be trained, mentored, and guided by Hall of Famer Booker T. WWE legend Booker T will start you in this crazy business of professional wrestling. Realityofwrestling.com. Check it out. Live your dream. Do it now, baby. Like I said, we run into it all the time. We talk a lot about Row. We talk a lot about Reality Wrestling. They're one of our sponsors. Um, not just for that reason, but we, we're, we're local boys. We love what's going on here. And Row's getting you guys and, and all the boys and girls in the back just, just ready for that call-up. I mean, it seems like everything they do points them in that direction, you mm-hmm. know. And so we hear guys that complain about this training or that training or guys aren't here anymore because they you bumped heads or were even a spot like you just they weren't happy. And I've run into a few guys that have left and, and now they're doing awesome stuff and, and, you know, without Row and they just had to find their place, you know. Right, right. Um, but at the end of the day, like, Row is getting – guys and gals ready mm-hmm. for NXT and that's just what they're doing that's the way they're going to train they train like WWE and so um, I think it's a testament to that you say that like hey I was in this, both environments and they felt the same yeah know? when you go backstage at WWE and you see how everything's ran it's ran the exact same way that reality of wrestling runs on its show days right. so it's not really a shocker to me it's just on a bigger scale um, so yeah to me it wasn't much of a difference that's awesome, yeah. And so, um, I, I just I just find that that amazing. Um, so, being here and and hearing about the Reality Wrestling School, the ROW School, man, you know we're we're big. Like you're out there, you're listening. You have a dream. You're 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 a little girl, first time seeing Sting on on TV, not knowing what it is, um, whatever. That this place is getting you ready for the big leagues. Mm-hmm. It's not just and hey, there's there's places out there you can go and you can just roll around and have some fun and that's totally cool if that's that's your level of that's what you want to do. You're like hey, I got a this job and I'm gonna work all this and do whatever. But if you're out there and you want to make it to the next level, it seems like this school is, is really getting people ready. So mm-hmm. um, you're a testament to that. You know, mm-hmm. so you're you're here and you're you're out of row for a while. Nia Jax, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. What were your thoughts getting in the ring and not just being a rosebud catching Adam Rose thrown off the rope or whatever? I to it, to be compl- I wasn't nervous at all. I was just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was the only girl that was there, so I thought that they were gonna select me for something, and they did. Did you get to go by your name or they? Yeah, they used yeah. my real name. That's awesome. Yeah. That's when she had the the, the red gear. Red yeah. gear thing over the face and all. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's back up now that we're talking about that. Were you or were you not, um, before you started wrestling or getting in the ring, were you a um, valet? I was. Right. For Fala Bala. Yeah. I love Fala. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Best. Dude, he's doing awesome stuff. He Impact. is. I've been, and he's, yeah, such he's, good he's such a yeah, good yeah. person. So were, was that, have you had matches um, before that, before you were... No. When I was with, um, when I was with Fala? Yeah, yeah. When you were Fala Bala. The, I think at that point I had had like a battle royal and then like a scramble match, and that was it. I really hadn't had like my singles match. Okay. Yet at that point when I was battling for him. Okay. How'd that come about? Um, 
I don't know. They just randomly picked me there and said, right. okay, um, put your hair in a bun, put some chopsticks in it, and right. you're going to walk out with Paula. And I said, okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Whatever you guys say. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so from, from there, how many times do you think you did that? Um, I probably did that for maybe a little bit less than a year. Okay. Maybe a couple months. I always thought that was super cool, man. I always thought that was super cool. And then, you know, it took me a real while. Once you start wrestling, once I start watching and whatever. Is that the girl that had the chopsticks in her hair? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And before then, I was a backstage interviewer. I I didn't know that either. Yeah, I was a backstage interviewer. Then I went to ballet. Then I went to wrestling. Is she working a way up? That's awesome. I mean, you know, you're putting in work. That's, I mean, that's that's awesome. I always like to hear the... uh, the stories of that, like, you know, when you say you get out there, you're in WWE, you're making it. Um, Falaba continues to whatever, you know, y'all cross paths again. Like, hey, you remember when, you know, we were over there with Booker? I had chopsticks in my hair. Yeah, I always yeah. think that's funny. Um, so your Nia Jax, awesome match. I mean, it was super fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. Big leagues. Again, any feelings, any thoughts, any being those WWE rings? Um, I just remember the big thing before I came out, or I came out during a commercial break, so the lights were kind of, like, dimmed down yeah. in the arena um, before Naya had come out, and the referee actually is friends with Fala, so he knew of me because I was ballet for, for Fala. Awesome. And so he, like, grabs me, he, like, tells me, he's like, the arena is sold out, and there's millions of people watching at home. He's like, just take it all in before it's over. That's awesome. And so I look up, and I look at the whole arena, and I'm just, like, in my brain, like, never forget this moment, never forget this moment, never forget this moment. And then the lights came on, and it was like, all right, we're going. I mean, because there's guys, and, and they can attest to that. He's never had that opportunity to, you know, even do side work, whatever. Never, just the, the door never opened or, or whatever. Guys who wrestle so long that mm-hmm. never even set foot in that ring. You know right. what I'm saying? They've held them titles for every company. But my bad, bro. I didn't mean to bring those tears up. It's getting rough. <laughs> Uh, high end. Hold that man like a baby. <laughs> no, uh, she's doing it. Oh my god. So uh, you know. So I mean, it is, man. I, I think that's that's my favorite part about wrestling and what we do. There's all these like weird, crazy moments that uh, you know. You again, that could have been because you came out with father. The ref, you know, told you to soak all that in, and everything's happening so fast, moving so quiet that if he didn't do that, maybe you'd have never stopped and took that look right. to, to, to just burn it into your brain, you know. Um, wrestling's such a strange monster. It's such a strange creature. You got anything to say? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, being in the wrestling as long as I have, I know there's just a lot of times you got to take it in. You have to just, man, all these people, no matter whether it's a few thousand, a few hundred, it could be by ten people in the crowd. I just look at it because these people paid hard-earned money to see us entertain. So I want to take it in. I want to be appreciative of it and give them exactly what they came to see. Right. And uh, Ro, I just, uh, being around you guys, man, it's just, like we talked about it before, the camaraderie, the the way y'all get together. Man, we actually watched you the uh, other day with your training, you know, the training that you do on Tuesdays, and you're going through everything, and it's like you're getting these people together. You're like, hey, come together. We're going to do this training. Well, we don't, uh, come on, let's go. Look, can I train these people? Can I show them what I learned? And you're passing it forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they're taking the time really to take it in, being here. So later on in life, when they get to the big stage, they're like, okay, this is what we work for. This is what we push for. This is what she showed. She brought in what she learned, gave it to us. Now we're ready to give it back out. Right. So we're sitting here with Miss Hyun. Hyun, said it right? Yes. Did yes. I? 
Yes, I'm in the mix. If you did, from 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 a from a little girl watching on a little TV to to a valet for Mr. Fala Ba um, to reality of wrestling started out on one of the the fantasy camps mm-hmm. um, and has set foot in WWE rings. Truly amazing. Um, let's talk Japan. So you were wrestling for how long? Um, when I got to Japan? No, no. When so we're about a year and a half in your career. Okay. Right. You leave Reality Wrestling. Right. Right. She quit, Kevin. She quit, and um, and then um, just weren't happy. Well, again, we'll ask you a question. We never really got into what sparked. What 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 drove you to come back? So I did the the gimmick with Naya. Two months later, WWE came back to Houston again, mm-hmm. which was really quick. Um, and they messaged me again and said, "Hey, come back." to do extra work and I was like okay cool I went and I remember um, I was doing it with Rex Andrews actually and me and him were having a conversation he was like why don't you just come back and I was like I don't know I don't think they really want me to come back or blah 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 and he was like I think you should come back I was like okay well I'll think about it right and that night Um, Because we did a loop. I believe we went to, I think it was Dallas, then Austin, and then it ended in Houston. Right. So me and him were in Dallas um, going to Austin. He was getting trialed that weekend. Um, We were just doing extra work. Okay. We are doing extra work. And then um, we get back to Houston um, after Austin. Um, Go to sleep because we have to go do SmackDown at Toyota Center. I get home. I hadn't checked my email all day. And I pull up my emails, and they're like, we want to give you a WWE trial, go to the Performance Center. And I was like, what the hell? Like, my mind just, like, exploded. I was like, holy crap. And so I get to Toyota Center. I see Rex, and I'm like, dude, let me tell you what just happened last night. And I showed him the email, and he was like, yeah, you definitely need to come back. Because you need to get ready for that tryout. And I was like, you're right. And so I saw Booker backstage. So I, like, pulled him aside. And I was like, hey, like, just want to let you know, like, I got this tryout. I probably wouldn't have gotten it if it, was for, if it wasn't for you. Yeah. Um, and I kind of talked to him for a little bit. And he was just like, come. He's like, swing by on Monday and come and train. I was like, okay. And that's kind of how I got back. Okay. So have you done the tryout? Yeah. That was about two years ago, two years ago in February. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, it was a really cool experience. It was probably, like, the best, worst days of my life because mm-hmm. they um, put you through all these drills and, like, they push you to like, your physical limit. But it's cool because you're at the Performance Center. How do you feel the Performance Center changed you as a person? Um, I think it made me realize, like, Going there, I always wanted to go to WWE, and I always wanted to, you know, go to the big leagues. But it was kind of like those things where that's what you want, but you don't even know if it's, like, possible. Because yeah. so, it seems so far away, um, and it doesn't look like it's something that you can do. When I got the trial, I was like, maybe I can do this. Like, maybe I stand a chance. Like, maybe I need to try harder and put more effort into what I'm doing. Because if I do, like, maybe it's not as far as I really thought it would be. And so that kind of lit the fire under my ass. And I was like, all right, cool. We're going to, like, 
go from zero to a hundred now, and it's been a hundred since then. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you in the in their uh, performance center. Mm-hmm. Um, you're there. What 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 are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's what's taking it all? Taking I was so on? nervous. I woke up at three o'clock in the who morning. Who were you? Who were you like working with? Who who's under like? Um. Well, Miranda was there with me. Okay. Yeah, she was my roommate. Um, and a lot of people. And she's what at a uh, um, Hurricane Pro. Right now, she's kind of all over the place. Yeah, she's kind of all over the place. But um, she was my roommate. We were there together. There was actually a lot of people from Texas at that trial. So Ricky Starks was there. Sammy Guevara was there. Shout out to them boys. Absolutely. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. uh, Barbie Hayden was at that tryout, too. She's in Vegas now, doing things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we, it was a lot of Texas people at this tryout. So right. it was nice because I didn't feel alone. Texas wrestling, hot fire, baby. Yep. Way fire, good. yes. Um, yeah, so it was, we were there, and it was a really good experience. Um, and I'm glad I did it because it changed me for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now you come back after the tryout. You got, came to Row to get, came back to Row to get ready. Mm-hmm. Mr. Oh, Nate, yes, sir. So I have to know this personally. Okay, so... Just, I know probably when you got to perform, heart beating, just, you know, you, you ready to do the drills, uh, book, and the crew probably got you prepared. So, as soon as they introduce you to the drills, what's going through your mind? Just. I wasn't too shocked, because they actually post some of the workouts that they do on YouTube, so i kind mm-hmm. of been watching them. And I was literally doing two-a-days, killing myself, getting ready for this tryout. And I was so nervous. Like, like I said, I woke up at 3 in the morning because I was so nervous. I couldn't eat. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is going to be crazy. And I remember I saw the fitness models and the the ex-pro athletes there. Yeah, yeah. And I remember looking at the fitness models being like, they're so pretty. Oh, my God. They're so pretty. I don't look like that. <laughs> and I was like, what am I? Like, I was literally so intimidated by these fitness models because I was like, they're so like they're so gorgeous. Like, they look like they should be on TV. And then I put on my wrestling shoes, and I saw one of them. Oh, I saw them all do roles. And I said, oh, no, no, no. This is my house. This is what I do. You there guys you can't go. just come in and just be a wrestler. That's awesome. Who do, you feel, who do you feel like in that that? you know, female division that has really changed the game for that. That idea of like, oh, this person looks like they should be on TV versus this person should be in this ring as a wrestler. I think them signing Sarah Del Rey as a coach really changed that because she was so influential on the indies Mm -hmm. and helped get so many girls to that level that I think she kind of opened some doors for people who maybe aren't don't have that look, but have a real passion for it and actually care and put the work in and are really, really good wrestlers on the independent scene. And she, I think she really helped open that door to bring those people in that help overall change what was the Divas division to just the women. That's awesome. So, W tryout, you're back, you're in row. Who how how do you get hooked up in Japan? So, oddly enough, um, it wasn't through reality wrestling that I got the Japan gig. Um, I did a show with Nyla Rose um, in Delaware a year ago, a year and a half ago or so. She was my tag partner. 
and um, we had a good match. She was a lot of fun to work with. She was telling me about Japan. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Um, she's telling me about Marvelous Pro. This right there is that something just like you're like WWE seems so unreachable until you were there, and you're like, no, no, no this is my house kind of yeah, yeah. vibe. Was Japan even on your radar? Was that even that didn't cross your mind? Yeah, it was definitely something that I wanted to do, but it was also kind of like, how do I get there? Yeah, yeah. you know. And so Nyla had been with um, Marvelous Pro, which is a company that I that I went to. Um, Renee Michelle. Um, also came from Marvelous Pro, a few other girls as well. Um, and in Japan, it's like your word is like everything, you know. You can, a lot of people get there through word of mouth recommendations from other wrestlers. Other wrestlers will either be like yes or no on a person. And I was contacted by Marvelous Pro um, probably around... October, November of last year. Um, and I guess they had heard good things about me. And um, we had been in talks about for a while. And it wasn't until maybe December or January. that It was in January when they gave me the, the okay, you're coming in. And then the visa came in. I was like, oh, crap, this is real. I'm really going. And then April... I left. You seem like a pretty pretty young gal. What's the what's the conversation with the parents like? Hey, uh, by the way, mom and dad or whoever. Um, I I called my mom and I told her. Well, it was uh, Christmas actually. It was Christmas. Well, Eve. let's back up a little bit. How do they feel about your wrestling? Um, I know the grandpa's a wrestling fan. They right. all think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But my mom doesn't like it because she doesn't want me to get hurt. I so she that. doesn't like watching me wrestle anymore because once I got concussed really bad during this one match she was like I never want to see you wrestle she was like because it it freaked her out when I got concussed so she was like Mm -hmm. never again (laughs) I will never want to see that again oh by the way mom that thing you hate to watch me do I'm gonna go do on the other side of the world is that how the kind of the conversation went I was like yeah um so I'm gonna go to Japan I don't think she believed me right I don't think she believed me until like I quit my job and I think that's when she believed me. And she goes, oh, okay, you're really going? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, I can't tell you not to go because you're an adult. But I am worried about you. And I was like, well, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. Right. Oh, just, just, uh, just uh, I got this. Yeah, I'll be got fine. This. Yeah. You're at a local wrestling show. You're having a blast. In fact, you're having so much fun that you forget you are homeless. You don't have a place to live. After the show's over, after all the streamers are thrown, after all the bells are rung and the finishers are hit, you get out of that show and you call Anthony Macaluso with Realty Solutions. That's Anthony Macaluso at 409-789-6533. Whether you want to rent, whether you want to buy, you just need a house. He is the man to call. In fact, he's a fellow wrestling fan. After he'll get you in a house, you guys can sit front row at the next indie local wrestling show. That's Anthony Macaluso with Realty Solutions. Check him out. 409-789-6533. Check it out, baby. So, you're in Japan. Let's talk. Getting off the plane. Tell me everything. Feeling, thoughts. Being in there. Let's hear the story. How long long the trip was? It was a long... God, it was so long. I had to take a... It was like a 15-hour flight from Houston to Beijing, China. I had an eight-hour layover in China, and then a four-hour flight from Beijing to Tokyo. Ooh. Yeah. 
And so I get there. I get there late. Um, it was, like, at night. And I passed out, like, as soon as I got there. Um, I woke up and then just started training, just started going, like, 100%. And it was hard. And so were you going to, like, train more so? Or were you going to be a part of, like, they're bringing in a guest star type situation? So both. Okay. Um, I Because it's a different style of wrestling. Right, right, right. So in the mornings from, like, 10.30 in the morning to 12.30, we had conditioning. We'd have a break. And then from 2.30 to 4.30, we'd have in-ring training. Um, so I would do that every single day, and then we have our shows that we were booked on, and um, we would all go do those shows, pretty much. What else you got? Your whole experience. Come on, girl, throw it, it was, out there. It was hard. I'm telling you, it was, it was so hard. I'm like my body was in constant pain. I took a whole bottle of Advil with me, and when I left, there was no Advil left because <laughs> I literally was. Like, the, the mat, like, when you when you sleep, you're not sleeping on, like, a mattress. You're sleeping on a mat that's, like, an inch thick, right? And I had a nice Tempur-Pedic mattress at home. To go from that to, like, a mat was killing my back. The rings are way harder over there than here. Ooh. They're bigger and they're more stiff. And, God, and they bump differently. Like, they just do a lot of things differently. And so they are just... They just go at 100% the entire two and a half hours that you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. So they live in the extremes of, like, this is what we're doing. Even if you're injured, they still go to training. This girl tore her ACL, and she's over- she still went to training the next day. That's insane. You know, I saw a girl, like, literally she had a neck collar on and still went out and wrestled. <laughs> It sounds like you've seen a movie. She had two herniated discs in her neck. How did that change you? It honestly, it changed me. It made me a lot more hardcore for sure. Because I now I just can't tolerate excuses from other wrestlers. When I hear like I can't do this because of that, it genuinely kind of pisses me off. Because I'm like, no, I literally went to Japan, on, you know. My body is literally killing me. There was always mm-hmm. something like as soon as I'm like, I remember my back hurt and when it stopped hurting, my neck started hurting. When my neck stopped hurting, my shoulder. I was like, oh my god, like when is this gonna stop? And you know these girls, they are, you know, fifteen years old. They literally drop out of high school to start wrestling. I didn't know that. They move into the dojo and they go at it at a hundred percent. Is that where you stayed? Was the dojo? Yeah, I stayed in the dojo, and they don't stop. They don't make excuses. They don't cry. They always go, go, go. And if they ever try to make an excuse, they're getting yelled at. Oh. You know, so it's there's there's no um, there's no crying in wrestling. And so when I hear other people complain about this is why I can't do this or this hurts or oh I don't want to go to training because it's too far it takes an hour blah 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 I just I'm just like I don't I don't care I'm here well that's what's going to change you and hey you know I'm not big on like hey judging those people but just understand levels right and you're 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 shooting to the moon Mm -hmm. and if there's some people that can go with you and there's a lot that aren't Right. So I don't think you can, you know, I wouldn't even, if I were you, and this is just me talking, waste my time being mad at them, I'd just be like, okay, and you keep rolling, you know what I'm saying, and not mm-hmm. let anything, any of those people hold you down. Because even, even like, letting their excuses affect the way you feel, mm-hmm. 
they don't even deserve that with all the time and effort you're putting into your craft. Do you well, know what to I'm me, saying? it's just insulting yeah. because, and I've had to talk with the girls before, and I've been very direct with them. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, you know, when we have, you know, when we go through our matches, my job is to make you look good. Yeah. You are not the le- you are not at the level to make me look good. I have to make my own self look good in this ring while also elevating you. Mm-hmm. And I have to be the one that remembers these matches. I'm the one that has to, you know, right. keep it together at the seams. And why is that? Because I show up to training all the time. If you're not if you're not showing up to training and you're not putting in the work and we have a sh- a show and the expectation is hi on make this person look good or hi on can you put this together? That's not fair to me. Right. I don't want to carry your weight to the top. Carry your own weight. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm happy to make someone look good if they put in the work. I have no problem with that. Right. But especially, I'm really hard on the girls because I'm just like. Because you're like, hey, remember that girl had a snap neck and a broken ACL and she was still. Yeah. 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 That's exactly why. Mm-hmm. And to be very honest with you, like. The reality of wrestling school produces the best women's wrestlers in the state of Texas. 110%. Mm-hmm. Would you I'll, even say the country? Oh, I would most definitely say the country. For sure. Truth bomb right there, baby. Right. And I, I don't care who's, like, we pr- produce the best of the best of the best. There was an article that came out recently that was um, ranking, like, the top women's wrestlers in Texas. And literally the whole list was women from here. Mm-hmm. You know, Kylie Ray came out of this school. Right. Mm-hmm. Ember Moon trained here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so, like, Jenna Lynn, all, even the girls that are still kind of, like, on the lower card of the women's division are still top-tier women. They could go to, to another promotion, and boom, be the main, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and you yeah. see that, like, yeah. like little Jenna, right? She's in a show. Next thing you know, she's in there with Tessa Blanchard. I'm like, come on, man. Right. <laughs> So, so that's why I, I am so hard on them because I care. That's I awesome. care about not just wrestling, but I care about the women that we have good matches because I never want the women's match to be the popcorn match where, okay, let's go get popcorn now. Or, you know, where something... And that's a stigma. Yeah. Oh, it's time to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not going to go. You're going to watch this because it's going to be a really good match. You know, speaking of which... I've seen the match on the internet, uh, I want to say about last week, maybe week before, of uh, you and another young lady, uh, I believe it was a cage match, and y'all hey, were tearing it up and got a throw them few, out there, baby. few million views, you know. Right? Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? That was one of my favorite matches, literally of all time, that I've had, and I remember they told us cage match, and I looked at Kevin, and I looked at Book, and I was like, are y'all being serious right now? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Why are we doing this? And so, and then there was in the main, the main main, not just the main of, like, the reality wrestling TV show, but yeah. of the entire night. That was the last match. And I was here when there was no women's division. Like, we, I was here when they killed off the Diamonds Division, and then it came back. And to see it go from non-existent to the main event of a show, like, that blew my mind. And I was so nervous before that match. Like, so nervous. I was pacing back and forth um, in the locker room, and Ryan Davidson literally grabbed me. 
and he, because I could, he, he could probably he just me, tell. He chokeslammed me with his bare claw. <laughs> I guess my vibes were so, yeah, like, yeah. she's freaking out right now. And usually I'll be the one to, because I don't want to freak out uh, Angela, AQA. Yeah. Because I don't want her to see me get nervous. And she's like, right, you're if Haya yeah, Hi- yeah, is nervous, then what am I doing, yeah. you know? So I'm trying to keep it together, but I'm, I'm clearly not. And Ryan grabs me, and he's just like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like... I've done cage matches before. It's not as hard as you think it is. And then for some reason, that just calmed me down. Like, I went from, like, a 10 to, like, a good 5 at that point. I was like, okay. And so we went out and do it, and she hits me with her shooting star press. One, two, three. And you can literally see me just start crying. Like, crying, crying, crying. And I turn to her, and I say, thank you for that match. And she starts crying, too. And I'm like, all right, get it, get your title. I'm going to roll out. <laughs> and so I roll out. I go to the curtain. Uh, everybody's standing there. Book's standing there. Charmel. Everyone's standing and clapping. And I'm just waiting for Angela to get to the back. And I'm like, okay. She comes back, and I give her a hug. And then we both start crying again. And Booker, like, grabs us. And he's just like, I'm really proud of you guys. You guys did a really good job. Y'all make me cry. Oh, yeah. that's, that's amazing. And it was like one of the best moments ever because Booker is the most brutally honest person yes. I've ever met in my I aspire to be like Book <laughs> just say whatever comes out of my mouth um, but he's so honest with you and he will tell you if you suck and he will also tell you if something's really good but you have to earn that really good you know he yeah. doesn't just give them out like nothing um, and for him, he said, that's a match that you guys can be proud of. You can show that to anybody, anybody from Impact to WWE, and that, that's a match to be proud of. And then I was like... And I think that's the top <laughs> trending match of any reality wrestling ever. Yeah. Correct? Oh, yeah. 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 And that's you. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Like, it makes me feel that even if I don't make it to a WWE and AEW or an Impact that I still like made a difference. Right. You wrote your chapter in the book of wrestling. Right. 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 So not take it back too much. I like the the segue. How how were the crowds in Japan? How did you feel? How did they connect with you? They're very quiet. That's what I hear. They're very, very quiet. So the first, so in America here, when you go out and and the fans are just quiet, you're like gotta work the crowd you know how yeah. do i get the crowd in and that was like my natural instinct at first um and then you kind of start to realize oh this they're just this, how this is they the culture are. yeah yeah because yeah, i was like dang they really just didn't like my match like and, a show of respect right mm-hmm. right 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 because they're they're just intently watching you so that's why they're quiet and so that was a bit of a shocker for me but then you get used to it and then you kind of start to enjoy the quiet a little bit and at, at the end of the day, you're departing from Japan. What what did you leave there? What did you bring home? What 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 connections did you make? Did they, could you communicate with the girls? I mean, um, so a lot of the girls, or when they go to school, they do study English. Mm-hmm. So they had like a very very basic understanding of English. So Google Translate was my best friend. But there were a few girls there that did speak really really good English. So I would communicate a lot with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were wrestling, some girls knew Spanish. So Spanish is my first language. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the older, you know, veterans 
in Japan, they have gone to Mexico for a while and trained and wrestled there. Uh, Kaoru, who is with Marvelous Pro, she speaks like fluent Spanish. Like her Spanish is like immaculate. And so I would talk to her about the matches in Spanish and I would just communicate with her in Spanish the whole time. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so that made it a lot easier too. See, my biggest fear is I get into the ring and the person that I'm going against doesn't speak not a lick of English and I'm trying to work the match and if the communication isn't there, I'm just worried that it's just going to turn out to be just this a awful guest. And I'm just like, and that's that thing, but you're able to get in there with uh, people that speak uh, a little bit of English, a lot of Spanish, but a lot of times I heard guys when they get in the ring with people, it's just the way they, it meshes well together and they yeah. get in there and it's just like, you haven't worked this person before, but something, the feeling, next thing you know, you're just pulling this match and it's just awesome. Right, so, right. That's exactly how it is. Like, you can just feel each other out and you kind of right. just know what comes next. It's like a, it's like wrestling's kind of like this language that transcends right. everything. It's like you're in this dance and you just know the dance, right, you know? Right, yeah, right. yeah. So that's amazing. So, so, you know, answer my question. What do you feel like you left there? What do you feel like you brought home? I think I brought home their their work ethic. Like, that stuck with me. Changed you forever. Yeah, it forever changed me. Like, literally zero excuses. Um, and it's so cool there, too. Because here you don't really see older veteran women wrestling. Right. It's a lot of young girls. And you'll have your Lufistos and your cheerleader Melissas and your Mercedes Martinez who have been doing it for a long time. But they're not common, you know? Over there it is. So, to me, it was almost like, okay, if I ever decide to, you know, get married or have kids, like, I can still come back. That doesn't mark the end of my career. That's awesome. And so, I always believe, or my mindset right now is just kind of like, well, if things don't work out and I'm older, I'm just going to move to Japan and just keep doing it there (laughs) until I'm 50 Mm -hmm. years old. That's what Kaoru did, and that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. That's awesome. So, that was actually my next question. Are there plans to go back? They've talked to me about going back in December. Okay. But I don't know. Um, Chop to the Chest exclusive? Is that going down? I don't know yet. We haven't finalized the details of how long that would be. Um, but it's just like in talks right now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when they invite you, so is it like uh, you can stay there for three months, six months? They, I know Marvelous, um, they typically do three months, but they do extend times to six months. Nyla Rose was there for six months um, prior, but three months felt great to me because after like the last like two, three weeks, I was like, okay, I'm definitely ready to come home. <laughs> so I don't know if I can do a whole six months, but I don't know. I yeah. still want to see more of the world, not just Japan. Because um, I did pick up a lot of things from them, like their intensity, like in the ring. I really, really like that. And there's just so many different styles of wrestling. There's no one right or wrong way to do it. Um, so I just want to learn all of the styles as much as I can. That's awesome. So, which kind of segues into our next part. You're coming back from Japan mm-hmm. and you start up a ladies night here mm-hmm. at Reality Wrestling on Tuesdays. It's not even just like for Reality Wrestling women, mm-hmm. correct? It's just anybody who wants to come train that happens to be a woman, Yeah, you want to make your mark in women's wrestling, Texas women's wrestling. Right. What inspired you to do that? Um, 
And let me tell you this. That's why you're on the show right now. Uh-huh. When I heard that, you know, we, we've been around the same crowd a few times. Yeah. I've seen you around. Hey, you know, nothing. I haven't really got to know you. Most, that's what I was telling Nate. I was like, man, this is the most nervous I've been. Most of the guys that I interview, I have some, what a relationship with. You right. know, we've sat around a table eating together or something. Right. Um, and I'm like, I don't have no idea what to ask this girl. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, what you, what you making you, your hands out for? Guy, you, I, this is the first time I don't have a name on Oh, okay. Come yeah. on. He don't have an, every single wrestler we've brought in here. He has some kind of Nate Laws connection story, some which way. Uh-huh. Um, and we didn't know. This is our second episode into the whole new season. And, um, you know, when I heard the way Kevin spoke about you and what you're doing with these women, I was inspired. Like, I want to hear the heartbeat of this girl. And if you notice, I'm real like that. A lot of podcasts, you go, hey, what do you do? What have you done? What belt you got? And I'm like, how do you feel about this? Yeah. Because I'm just like that. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. But when I think of wrestling and professional wrestling, especially independent professional wrestling, there's this passion, man. And it's, it's this awesome storytelling of heroes and villains and heartbreaks. And you guys hug it in the back. And these two performers stepped in the ring and popped a crowd. And and you're never going to be the same again. You know right, what I'm saying? It's right. you sitting down as a little girl watching Sting. I'm never going to be the same again because he stepped in the ring that night. Like, that's me. Like, I like the, I'm very romantic about my heartbeat for wrestling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so this is what I want to hear about. Like, you just caring enough. And as we're hearing the story kind of kind of played together, you go to Japan. And to me, the story plays out awesomely because you're a girl who's not happy with wrestling. I might be out. I don't care. You get a call saying, no, no. I think you have some what it takes to go further. So you almost have to come head down and re- like, hey, I'm sorry. Maybe I need to come back. And yeah. they, they, they welcome you open arms, changes your view a little bit. And now you fly to the other side of the world and let you realize that everything you thought you had, you don't got, girl. Mm-hmm. And now you come back and you're like, I understand. There are no excuses. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do this, I'm all in. No AEW pun intended. But... You know, and it changed who you are as a person right. to not just think of high end as, oh, I'm not having fun, I'm out. To, I'm so in this that I'm going to give everything I know to everybody around me to make everybody around me better mm-hmm. so we can all grow. And to me, that's an amazing story. Aww. So, <laughs> so um, I want to hear Ladies Night go so, for training at least. It kind of started, the idea came into my head whenever I did a Rise seminar. Um, and I've done a couple of them. Um, yeah, for people listening, you don't know, ladies out there thinking about getting to wrestling, what's Rise? Rise is a company that originally they only featured women, um, and now they're starting to feature more guys. But it kind of was a segue into Shimmer, because the, the two companies are very closely related. Mm-hmm. Um, they use a lot of the same talent. So I went to a few Rise seminars. and Where are those usually located? Um... They, they go all over the, the country. So okay. I've done one in Chicago. I've done one in L.A. I've done one here. We brought them down here. Um, and so I did one. I think it was my third one that I did in Chicago. Um, and then once you become a part of their roster, um, you can kind of just pop into whatever seminar that you want. Um, so I kind of popped in into the Chicago one. And Mercedes Martinez and cheerleader Melissa were running it. And I remember Mercedes was saying the important thing, one of the main reasons why I'm teaching you guys is because you guys have to be the ones that teach the next generation. She's like, I'm not always going to be around, so I need to teach you what I know so then one day you can teach the next generation. And I had never really thought about it that way um, up until that point, and I was like, huh, okay. 
And so that's kind of started what getting getting my brain going, right? And Mercedes, who I'm wrestling at Ladies Night Out, the week after Summer Champions. No, there was a hair flip, by the way. We don't have videos. But there was a hair flip. Let me tell you. I I love Mercedes because she was one of those people that um, I did a rice seminar with her in Los Angeles. And her critiques were so um, raw and so helpful. And I don't know if it was just because it was... She wasn't saying anything new. That was the crazy thing. She wasn't saying anything new that I hadn't already heard from Booker. But it was maybe just the way that she explained it and that it was like coming from another woman that it, for some reason it just clicked in my brain. And when, and that was the moment, and you'll hear wrestlers say this a lot, like when the light bulb goes right. off and you're just kind of like, oh, I get it now. And it was talking to her where I, the light bulb went off. Illumination, I think is the... Right. And yeah. so I just owe so much to her, even though she, you know, she's not here with me daily like Booker is, but... She was very instrumental in that light bulb going off. And um, I just thought of how great it was that she took the time to help me. And we don't have a female trainer here. Like before, we didn't have a female trainer. And sometimes the guys explain, guys just explain things differently than girls do. Different wires. Yeah, there's just different wires. And sometimes what works for a guy is not going to work for a girl. And I think maybe coming from another woman will help them get that light bulb moment a lot faster than I did. I am Chevy Chavaria. Not only do I execute podcasts excellently, um, I also love just being behind the camera. I run Kingston DeVille Photography. Jump on your Facebook right now. Look up Kingston DeVille. Add us as a friend. We'd love to be your friend. If you need headshots, family shots, maternity shots, weddings, anything, we do it all. That's Kingston DeVille Photography and Design. Um, We love being behind the camera. We love catching these moments that you can just freeze in time forever. It is what we do. We are super passionate about. Not for you to be excited tomorrow, but 10 years down the road, we want you to look at that picture and still be in love with that moment. Kingston DeVille Photography. Jump on Facebook. Look up Kingston DeVille right now so are you a trainer here now um unofficially i guess like. i say unofficially yes okay. i don't i don't like walk around with my trainer badge or anything right. you don't get they don't give you whistles come no, on no whistles <laughs> i need to talk to kevin we need whistles that's a good idea <laughs> i bring the ideas um but yeah that's kind of how it started and um i remember watching of while i was in japan i was watching some of the reality of wrestling matches like mm-hmm. with the girls and I was just watching it, and I'm just like, okay, like, critiquing it in right. my head. Like, okay, this could be better, this could be better, this could be better. And I was just like, I need to tell them. <laughs> and I need to tell them how to do these things because I know that they get told it, but they just don't fully understand it. Um, it's almost like with wrestling, especially, like, coming from the guys and even Booker, is, like, they're explaining like 12th grade calculus when you are at like eighth grade algebra Mm -hmm. so a lot of this stuff just ends up going over your head and you don't understand it um until when you finally reach the 12th grade calculus and now you're like oh yeah that makes sense makes sense makes sense but sometimes you just got to dumb it down a little bit for them to get it and then they can just get up there and sometimes I don't know if we do a really good job of dumbing it down right. especially for the girls and I won't even use the word term dumb it down I just think like you said it's, it's different it's this whole 
idea that you, from whatever you believe in, but the way you were created, mm-hmm. you were just geared different ways. Right. You, you, you know, like like computers, there's different brains in them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and just the way it is, uh-huh. you know. Never dumb it down. Just make it a uh, way so they can understand. Because I don't want I don't want a whole feminist agenda coming after me saying, yeah. "Hey, you had that girl in there calling us dumb." Like that's not what she well, said. No, it's, not, it's not just no, the girls. It's, it's the I'm guys too. It's the guys. Yeah. It's not just a girl. You're talking about just trainees and in training, general. It, yeah, trainees in general. We throw calculus at them when yeah. they're at a completely different level. Right. Actually, you say that. Like I'm walking around these training grounds, um, and before it wasn't like this, and I'm noticing that we have we have more veteran wrestlers in one ring mm-hmm. tearing it up, and then we have beginners, and we have uh, 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 what's Russo's first name. Chris. Chris. Chris Russo, um, uh, as in this moment, you know, really training the newer guys, and then Ryan Davidson and Gino, I think are kind of switching back mm-hmm. and forth. And I just saw, and then and I saw you kind of in the ring with you know the other night too with, with the female wrestlers. And so it was, it was, I had never seen that before in training. And I pop in and out. I'm not you know here all the time, but um, to be that different section where you are taking different levels, because because I think it's amazing to. Because the first day you set in, you're not running with the guys who have been here for five years. You right, know what I'm right. saying? Um, it's 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 getting people prepared. And, and I, and I just think it's it's an awesome picture. A lot of things that the guys don't realize. I know the guys totally don't even think about mm-hmm. this. But so when I started training, I was maybe like one of like two, three girls maybe. Right. And so there was a lot of times where I would be the only girl at training. And when you're learning moves, you get very personal with the other right. person because you're touching them in places that they normally don't get touched on a daily basis. And if you're a girl and a guy's teaching you how to body slam and you got to, you know, go under their crotch and grab them, like that can be a little uncomfortable for you for the first time. Yeah. Guys don't think about that. And so to do it with another girl... It, it's different. You know, you don't feel self-conscious. I used to feel very self-conscious um, going in the ring when I was the only girl. Even if there was another girl. Because you're wrestling with another guy and you're like, oh man, they're going to think I suck or they're going to think this or blah, blah, blah. Like, they're going to think I wrestle like a girl that I'm just making excuses. Or, you know, you feel that way and the guys don't really think about that. It's like the girl push-up in gym class. Like, oh, you know, you got to get on your knees instead of doing the real push-up. Yeah, and then I think sometimes a lot of guys don't feel, or they feel uncomfortable telling a girl, hey, you suck. Change this. Your attitude is trash. Change it. Because they don't want to make them cry, you know, and they feel like, you know, bad doing those things. I don't. Because it's coming from another woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, also, and you're like, I wouldn't care if they're a guy or the girl. I'm going to tell them the truth anyways. Exactly. Because Booker's my idol, and that's what we're doing these that's days. It. That's what we do, yeah, right? Yeah. But, it, but it, it, it comes across differently if a woman is telling you that versus a guy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, being you can feel very uncomfortable as a girl getting in a ring with a guy, yeah. getting personal with them. You know, you just naturally I think it's a self-conscious thing. that, Like I said, guys don't really. But you have gotten in the ring with guys. Yes. All the time. Mm-hmm. I love I it. I saw you recently put on a cowboy hat and take a crazy clothesline. From Keith Brevard. Keith oh, yes. that, was, Sheriff. that was one of my favorite matches. Woody. Was it? Yes. That was so and much you, fun. And you've been in the ring with Gino. I have. I cried after that match, I have too. a note here. Okay. From Gino. Oh, no. He says, she's a great performer. I've gotten the pleasure to step in the ring with her, and she's a tough one. Probably one of my favorite people to step in there with. I'm going to cry. <laughs> from how aware she is in there to her psychology to her aggressiveness. I've known her since 
the first day she walked into to Booker School, and to see where she is now is amazing. To see her from the from her first to going on tours to Japan is truly inspiring. This is from Gino. There's a reason she's the Renaissance woman because she can do it all. I'm just excited to see all of her accomplishments. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> There's no crying in the chapter. There's no crying in wrestling. What you about podcasts? Okay. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> she says, Y'all ain't wrestlers, Natus. Yeah, he's my ticket in. Uh, um, um, I, like I said, um, ask around. I'll throw him out there. My man, Clay Roberts, cutting his hair. I said, What you know about high end? She's amazing. He says, She's oh. become. A locker room leader. I'm like, for women, she's. he's like, no. Like, one of the locker room leaders. What? You know? That's so crazy. And so, um, you know, if, not, if we don't do anything else, like, we're here. We're a love letter to local wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your story. I love what you're doing uh, to inspire you guys to know that you what you do makes a difference. And we're, I'm just an old dude who likes wrestling. But there's those little kids that pop, and it's it's a, there's an art form to it. Um you know, it's like a painter that somebody just really loves their work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hearing um, Kiefer Bartek. I'm looking for stories, right? No, I don't know, man. I can't think of nothing. I'm calling this man out. You know, and I know he probably has a billion. Um, oh, he has a billion. But for sure. what does he say? Like, I'll look it up right now. And it was good. It was short but sweet. She's awesome. She's developing into a ring general for sure. Now, these are two different people who aren't in connection talking about you being a ring general, being a locker room leader. And so anyways, I just say all that to, to, to even inspire you that you are making a difference in the female division of reality wrestling and in wrestling and Texas wrestling. And that's going to trickle across the country for sure. Um, but not just that, just in wrestling in general, Kylie Ray, if you're listening to this, don't beat me up. If wrestlers are wrestlers, we had a long conversation, you know? Um, so, I, you know, I just want to say thank you, man. I wanted, I was excited to bring you on and, and get some info. Oh, um, awesome. You know, we got some other intel. We, you know, we're, we've been here for a little bit. You know, we hear you love Zelda, Jericho. I got some stuff. I have a Zelda tattoo. Uh, that's oh, word on the street. You know, I heard uh, you and uh, uh, Hendrix got them together. And no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I made that up. But um, man, um, let's let's closing this out. What would you say to any girl out there listening that wants to come, maybe check out what y'all do? Um, show up. Just do it. Take the leap of faith. Um, work hard. Don't get an attitude. Attitudes and egos are the one thing that hurts wrestlers more than anything. It really, really does. So just understand that you don't know anything. Hell, I don't even know anything. We're still learning. But always be open-minded. Being open-minded and being coachable is the best thing in the world. Is the best thing in the world. And you'll make mistakes. I've made a billion mistakes, but as long as you learn from it, it's it's all good. Right. Throw out throw out an invite to maybe to your thing on Tuesdays. And come in on Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Women's Night. And that's for anybody. Yeah, it's for any girl that wants to swing by. That that, that is already kind of training. Right, general, right, right. We throw in a little bit of Japanese stuff in there, and it's 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 very different from the guys training. The girls will tell you too. Because they'll do something in the ring, and they'll look to me like, what did you think about it? And I'm like, no, what do you guys think about it? Because it's different coming from your peers and from your, like, trainer, I guess. And you hear your peers saying, yeah, you know, I couldn't really tell, you know, 
what you were trying to do here or blah 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 then you it makes you think a little bit more because then you're like oh this is not just one opinion this is like a group of people's opinion and then you hear everybody go into discussion about oh I like when you really did this or I thought this could have been better and I think it kind of bonds the women a little bit more um, because we're all critiquing each other but it's not in a hey I'm gonna talk down to you kind of way it's like hey like it's all constructive and it's very different from the guy Um, we're gonna end it with this I ask all my I guess this and you can sum it up in a sentence you can take a little bit what do you love about professional wrestling that's a hard one that's a really hard one I my favorite part of wrestling is when you're in the ring and you just completely lose yourself in a match and you can all you feel is the crowd and your emotions it's not a it's not a planned emotion like these emotions are real because you are just lost in this moment that is the best part of wrestling and when my matches are over I get sad because I'm like oh no I have to wait another six seven days until I get to do this again (laughs) you know I love it that's beautiful that's beautiful I am Chevy Chavari the excellence of podcast execution we're shutting it down Mr. 409, tell him what it is, baby. Okay, usually I'll say wherever you go, wherever you are, see an independent wrestling show, you will love it. But on this one, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, Wise Man once said uh, inspiration comes from everywhere. You can see inspiration in a picture, see inspiration in the sea, whatnot. Today, I found, kind of crazy, I found the inspiration from, from you. Really? Yeah, because um, like me and Shay, I would talk about it. I've been in wrestling for a long period of time. Step back, you know, life happens, work happens, working like crazy, and just trying to get that focus, that motivation to get back in. And talking to you, and it's just the everything that you've been through. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's like look at you, and you're just that shining, shimmering light of shimmer of <laughs> motivation you know and you're bringing that what you took from japan bringing it back and you're telling these people destroy excuses i don't want to hear it get in here let's get it and if anybody's listening to that see that anything that you're trying to do in life you have to destroy those excuses you have to push yourself motivate yourself you have people around you who are going to support you and if you don't have that you know keep on doing it because the end game is you're going to get where you want to be, but you have to put in the work. So, Austin, truthfully, man, thank you. You gave me some awesome inspiration. This is, a, this is a very emotional chapter of the yeah, radio. Yeah, I was it's usually, it. like, just goofy and intense, but it was a lot of, like, the, the story, man. I think it's beautiful. The, the, bad, the bad times, I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for the bad times. So if it wasn't for that time where you were like, it's not fun, I'm done, if you would have stayed, it might, it might, we might not be talking to you right, right now. So, if it wouldn't, you cannot enjoy the good unless you go through the bad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a perfect way to end. And I want you to woo with us, baby. Woo with us. Ready? We're going to end it. This is Shop to the Chest Radio. Woo! <laughs> Got it. Got it. Boom. We are out. Giant shout out to Miss Hyun just, just for being amazing for... For just sharing her story, man, for, for having the heartbeat 
and passion for wrestling that would jump on a plane, fly across the world, um, and just sharing that journey with us was so amazing. We want to thank you so much. Check out what she's doing. Go look her up on Facebook and YouTube. Check out that match she had, that cage match with AQA, if you haven't seen it. Um, it's putting reality of wrestling on the map. Next show will be out in two weeks. Every other Monday, we're dropping shows. Again, like I said, it is with La Familia. Diego De La Cruz, Jonathan Vega, amazing, amazing stuff. Really fun. We had a blast recording with them. You don't want to check it out. Amazing story of people just losing body parts. It's amazing. Check it out. Um, if you guys are not following us, go to our Facebook page, Chop to the Chest Radio on Instagram, Chop to the Chest with the two in the middle. Um, follow us. Give us some likes. Let us know we're doing good. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. I don't care because sometimes we got to keep it real, keep it healed, baby. That is what we do. So thank you to all listeners. Thanks for sticking with us this long, and we are really out this time. I'm Chevy Chavre, the excellence of podcast execution for my man, Mr. 409, Nate Laws, and El Guapo himself. We want to thank you for for, for just coming with us on this ride. We are a love letter to local wrestling. We stinking love you. We are out, baby. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.